you can't stop Christmas from coming. In Luke chapter number two, it was already read tonight, it said, and so it was, while they were there, that the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. Now, growing up, I watched Christmas movies just like the rest of y'all probably did, and they all had the same general theme. There was a problem, there was a predicament, there was an issue, there was uh, something that had gone wrong, and the great wonder was, was Christmas still going to happen? Was everything still going to take place like everybody expected it to be? And, uh, and I remember every single one of those movies ended the same way with Christmas still taking place. Why? You can't stop Christmas from coming. And even in the word of God tonight, we can see that, that this, what takes place in Luke chapter number two, didn't just happen in a moment, that it was something that from the beginning of the word of God, we knew was coming. We can look back and see how God had made a promise and really that promise was this, is that you can't stop Christmas from coming. You can't stop Christ, so you couldn't stop Christ from coming. And we understand in Genesis chapter number three, God had made man and woman, and there they sinned in the garden, and there they had disappointed and disobeyed God, and Satan had come in and beguiled them. And, but right there in Genesis chapter number three, God gave them a promise. God said this, he said, but... Uh, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. He said, yes, you will, there will this be this thing called sin. And yes, Satan will uh, go towards us and do his best to destroy us and do his best to take us out. But God said, there's coming one day where your head will be stepped upon. The head of the serpent will be destroyed and stepped upon. In essence, God was saying, one day Satan will be defeated. One day I will send a redeemer. One day Christmas is gonna come. And in essence, he told and you ain't gonna stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop it, but yet Satan tried and yet Satan did his best to stop Christmas from coming, to stop Christ from coming this evening. We read just a few chapters later that he had so beguiled men, he had so deceived men that the heart of every man, the imagination, the Bible says, of every man was wicked. And God stepped back and he looked and he said, I'll just have to destroy them. But what about the promise? What about the promise that a Messiah, a Savior was coming? I'm glad, yes, the world had gone crazy. Yes, the world had been deceived. But the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God had a plan. Why? You can't stop Christmas from coming tonight. You can't stop the Lord from coming. And there, Mo, or excuse me, there Noah built his ark and eight of his family members survived and God rebuilt the, the man. And then you go down the line and you find now, there's a man by the name of Jacob. He's the son of Isaac, who's the son of Abraham, whom God has continued that promise in that he'll send a redeemer. But Jacob goes about it the wrong way. Jacob steals a birthright. Jacob steals the blessing from his brother Esau. And Jacob steps back and how can you trust a man like that with the great covenant from God? Well, God had a wrestling match in mind. God said, I'll meet that man right there in that place and I'll wrestle with him until the break of day. And in essence, God completely changed Jacob so much so that he never called him Jacob again. But rather he called him Israel and through Israel, God would bless the nations and God would send a redeemer. Why? You can't stop Christmas from coming. And here is Jacob and we see Jacob gives us some, some insight on who this redeemer will be. He tells his son Judah, he said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet till, until Shiloh has come, the great peace, the one who would bring peace to all mankind who is the Lord. And between his feet, this, and that, the Bible, and then God's people go from Jacob down to Joseph and Joseph takes him 
them into Egypt, and there in Egypt they're trapped. They have become slaves to Pharaoh. There they have, they have, they have, they have uh, in essence, they, they don't see no way out, and God raises up a man by the name of Moses, and Moses says, let God's people go, and they go, and now they are trapped between the Red Sea with Egypt behind them and Pharaoh pursuing them, utter death in front of them, utter death behind them. And you say, well, how in the world does God get them out of it? Well, God knows how to make a way. Why? You can't stop Christmas from coming. You can't stop Christ from coming tonight. There's nothing that God, you and I could do. God split the Red Sea wide open and Israel walked across on dry land. Why? Christmas is still coming, amen? You can't stop Christ from coming. And then on the other side of the Red Sea, it was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God faithfully led his children there through the wilderness. Why? You can't stop Christmas from coming tonight. And there God supplied for them and provided for them and God blessed them and God did miracles for them and God got them from this place to that place and then there was a young man by the name of David who was raised up the next uh, king of Israel, great king and such a great king that God looks at him and says, from your line and from your children, from your lineage will the very redeemer come and he, in essence he was telling David, you can't stop Christmas from coming. Christ is gonna come and in the book of Esther we see where that the whole nation of Israel is in danger that are, they are about to be annihilated by a man named Haman who is mad and upset. He's doing his best to be used by Satan to destroy and to take away the promise of the coming Redeemer, Messiah. And there's a little lady by the name of Esther. She's just a little Jewish lady. She, she really, she ought not to be in the palace. She ought not to be where she is, but God has provided a way for her. And she steps back and says, I am here for such a time as this. And she goes unto the king and through that miraculous event, God spares his people, keeping that promise alive, letting us know you can't stop Christmas from coming tonight. And then through captivity and conquering, we see the nation of Israel through historical accounts how they were, they were taken over by Babylon and taken over by different countries. God allowed them to come in and judge his people and discipline them and get them straight. But yet, even in the midst of all that, there was still a promise that the Messiah was coming. Isaiah said it this way, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Matthew tells us that means God with us. In essence, here's what Isaiah was saying. You can't stop Christmas from coming. And then Jeremiah stood up and Jeremiah said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch and a king shall reign and prosper and shall excite judgment and justice in the earth. In essence, Jeremiah was saying, Hey, you can't stop Christmas from coming. God's provided a man. God's provided a way. Jer excuse me, then little old Micah, little old Micah got in on it. He said, But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, thou may be little among the th thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto thee that is he that is to be the ruler in Israel whose going forth had been from old from everlasting. Here's what Micah was saying. You can't stop Christmas from coming. The Lord's coming. God is sending that promised redeemer that he promised all the way back in the book of Genesis, all the way back in the Garden of Eden. And here's they were saying you can't stop Christmas from coming. And then one night outside of or inside of Bethlehem in, in that little country place in that little stable there the very son of God was birthed into this world telling you and I, Satan couldn't stop Christmas from coming. Satan couldn't stop Christ from coming. I'm glad tonight he tried his best over generations and, and decades and centuries. He tried his best to stop. In essence, what God said, here's what I'm gonna do. Try to stop me. Try to stop me. Try to stop me from loving my people. Try to stop me from redeeming mankind. Try to stop me from, from showing the greatest form of love. And finally, Satan had to step back and say, I can't stop Christmas from coming. Man, can I say he didn't give up there either. He, though he couldn't stop him from coming, he said, I'll stop him in his living. I'll, I'll, I'll make him die before it's supposed to die. There's a story in the Gospels where Jesus is in the midst of a crowd 
who in an instant they turn on them and they say, we are going to kill them and Jesus just slips right by them. Why, he's the very son of God. In essence, Satan takes him to the temple and he says, just jump off and I'll give you everything that I have. In essence, Jesus looked at him and said, I don't need anything you have because I've already got it. I'm the very God of this world. Can I say tonight? Yes, he couldn't stop Christmas from coming, nor could he stop Christ from living. And then one day, Jesus is taken there before the scribes and the Pharisees tried in a court of that is just mockery and made up tonight. And he stands there and Satan says, I've got him. This is it he won't get out of this and they, they, they sentence him to uh, the lashing of 40 times of the cat of nine tails and whip after whip after whip after after blow after blow what should have killed a man what should have left a man dead Jesus stands up and says where's my cross at I've got something great hey you ain't gonna take my life you ain't gonna rip it from me and Jesus willingly walks towards Calvary allows him to nail him to a cross can I say it wasn't the nails that killed him it wasn't the spear that no man taketh his life he'd lay it down for every man and can I say tonight, Satan couldn't stop him in his coming, nor could Satan stop him in his dying tonight. I'm glad tonight he didn't, he didn't, he didn't succumb to his injuries tonight. He looked up into the Father and said, it is finished. I have completed redemption's plan. I don't know what's in this suit, but it's got a little preach in it tonight, amen. <laughs> it's got to be the blue and the reindeer on it, amen. Oh, but he couldn't stop him in his, he couldn't stop him in his coming. You can't stop Christmas from coming. You can't stop Christ from living. He couldn't stop Christ from dying and I could see Satan, he's standing outside the tomb, he's high-fiving death, he's high-fiving sin, he's dead, he's been in there for three days, he ain't getting up out of there, he ain't doing that and out of nowhere Jesus sits up and said, I am the resurrection and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me, and I could see he, that stone rolls away, he walks out in victorious resurrection power telling me, you can't stop Christ from coming, you can't stop Christ from living, you can't stop Christ from dying, nor could he stop Christ from rising again oh and then we're told he's coming back <laughs> you know why Satan attacks me and you you know why he tries to wear us down why he tries us to get us, get us to quit as Christians tonight because he knows he can't stop him from coming back. <laughs> he said, I've done, I couldn't stop him in his coming. I couldn't stop him in his living. I couldn't stop him in his dying. I couldn't stop him in his rising again. There's no way I'll stop him when he's coming back again. Let me ask you tonight, Christ is coming back again. Will you be ready? Will you be ready for when Christ comes back again? Listen, there ain't nothing that's gonna stop. I don't care what the Democrats do. I don't care what the Republicans do. I don't care about the UN, NATO. I don't care about none of it. They have no power against God tonight. One of these days, God's gonna step out on the, on the eastern sky. He's gonna split. He's gonna call the church home. And I'm going home with him tonight. Amen. You can't stop Christmas from coming. You can't stop Christmas from coming tonight. Herod tried, he couldn't do it. Satan tried, he couldn't do it. You won't stop it either tonight. Oh, I, I, you might as well get in on it tonight because it's gonna happen. You might as well become one of his just so you can become and be a part of what God is doing in, in this world and this time. Let me encourage you tonight, if you're not a child of God, if you've never been saved by the grace of God, God loves you and he died for you. He wouldn't let Satan stop him just so you and I can have an opportunity to get saved by the grace of God tonight. Boy, I'm glad tonight you cannot stop Christmas from coming. Boy, y'all kids don't got me excited tonight, amen? Well, I'm glad tonight to be a child of God, glad to be saved by the grace of God. Oh, yes, I'm glad I serve the one that you can't stop tonight. <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you're from, who you know and what you know, you will not stop Christ from coming back. I'm looking forward to that day tonight. Let me ask you, do you know him? Do you know him tonight? 
If not, do you want to? Do you want? Here's what I want to do, and I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to head over for a time of fellowship in just a few minutes. Thank you for coming tonight. Wonderful play. Kids did a wonderful job. But what they did tonight was not just a performance. What they did tonight was not just something that they had nothing else better to do. <laughs> Whether they realized it tonight or not, they were preaching the gospel to you. They were portraying what Christ did for us. Satan tried his best to stop what God had planned. God time and time again said, you can't stop me. I've got a plan that is greater than yours. I've got strength that is greater than yours. Preacher, why would he do that? Because he loves me and you. Why would he not let Satan stop him? Why would he not give up on mankind? Because he told us that he loves us. And tonight, if you're not one of his, if you were to die right now, say, Preacher, I don't know that I'd spend eternity in heaven with him. Preacher, would you pray for me? Because I'm not 100% sure.